Today on Erotic Awakening, power exchange and polyamory. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. I'm making myself a note to rewrite the opening. Yes? Yes, because you just said that we, you and I, come every Thursday. Right. Changes are coming. I hope not too much. Oh, change isn't bad. I know. Anyway, hi, hi Don. Hi, Dan. (laughs) We do have some changes coming, but we're still in the beta positions. It does not involve anybody not podcasting, so don't worry about that. Just maybe the timing, some of the other stuff's going to change. Well, there's a lot of changes going on. I don't want that to change, too. (laughs) Yes, the life life around the uh, EA podcast studio is changing. Well, hello, Claire, the podcasting cat, who apparently is taking Ginger's place today. Um... Hi, Don. Hi. Lots of rambling. It's the middle of the day. We've had a lot of coffee. We have had a lot of coffee. (laughs) And our current favorite uh, listener at the moment. (laughs) That was the cat. And we'll just pause that there for a moment. They tell me that people like the real life shit. They do. So (laughs) why not keep it in? in As I was saying, our current favorite listener for the moment is Pony Girl Bixie who wrote in recently and said she likes the new opening music. Oh, does she? That's what she said. Okay. She might have just been getting on our good side, but it worked. Good for you. There you go. So, so today on the podcast, we're going to talk about power exchange and polyamory, uh, and we have a wonderful interview with uh, Lucy the Sluts on MS and polyamory coming up and how they do their power exchange, polyamory dynamic mm-hmm. combo together. You and I certainly have a lot of varied experience both in a power exchange polyamory, power exchange, power exchange polyamory, power exchange vanilla twist polyamory, variety of dichotomies there, mm-hmm. and uh, how to do it wrong, I suppose we could share about as well. Yeah, I guess we could, just a little bit. So, But uh, before we get started on that, I guess we should give shout-outs to our new subscribers to our newsletter. So, uh, Sure, why not? We've got Hell to Pay <laughs> from Massachusetts. And Spilly from Alberta, our newest subscribers to the Erotic Awakening newsletter where we announce stuff. We do. We announce stuff. Things coming up, where we're going to be, contest, all kinds of little little tidbits. So, um, yeah, next one should be coming out soon. It's February. About once a month. Doesn't hit the spam filters yet. Nope, nope. So about once a month. We've been getting a lot of tentacle links again, but most, most recently has been from Bungie, of course, from Australia. And he sent me a zip file this time <laughs> of pics from DeviantArt. So I opened up the, the zip file. There's probably about 20 pictures in there. So, And it, what's really cool, though, is that I haven't seen any of them before. So that's always neat. Because I do get a lot of links to different um, tentacle pictures and mm-hmm. porn and stuff like that. So, And he was able to find 20 that I'd never seen before. And, so. I, and I showed you a Cthulhu <laughs> tree stump you from did. Reddit. You did. You showed me a Cthulhu tree stump. And then someone else... Oh my goodness, I didn't put it on the notes, but it was through FetLife. He sent me a FetLife link, and it was the uh, tentacle. It was the octopus that was on the guy. So the guy's on his mm-hmm. knees on the beach, leaning back, and the octopus is on his nether regions with his tentacles wrapped around him. And I think it's hot. And then someone pointed out to me one time that, that octopuses have beaks. Right, right. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that probably is not as uh, uh, comfortable. No, it I wouldn't think so. <laughs> and the whole uh, octopus on my crotch thing doesn't really work for me. Yeah, that doesn't I'll pass work. On that. No. Um, Void who, George. Who cares about tentacles? <laughs> because Void George sent me a diet busting Sunday where it was a pair of breasts in glasses with Sundays kind of mm. poured over on top of them. I, I'd eat that. <laughs> I'll help you. Well, you can help <laughs> take one, one I take one. And really, that's about <laughs> all we got before we get into our topic. Um, we do, though I do want to um, mention that we do have a couple of uh, uh, bump thingies. But, um, oh, jeez. 
Yeah. That was quick. <laughs> I do want to mention that uh, Mr. Malaprop, who we've talked about before, does fabulous wooden toys, um, like uh, uh, canes and paddles and stuff like that. But but they're they're neat. They're out of um, exotic woods. Mm-hmm. And they're not like your regular paddles, so they've got different shapes and things like that. Anyway, he's going to be at the Fetish Fee Flare in Rhode Island. I think it used to be in Boston, but it's in Rhode Island now, and um, in a couple of weeks. And he will have our Kickstarter cards with him. So if anybody is in that area and going to the Fetish Flea Market and would like a set of Kickstarter cards, look for Mr. Malaprop. And stop by and say hi. Absolutely. He Good would love guy. that. He would love that. Good big guy. supporter of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, big person that keeps our community together around here. Absolutely. And also, oh, as you mentioned, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years. Recently, we had Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson on the show with their new book, which is called Partners in Passion. And you can get that book as well as many other of the books we talk about on Erotic Awakening at Smitten Kitten with a 20% discount by using the coupon code Dan and Dawn. Nice. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part, also sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Join them at their next night event, which is the AIS April Fool's Party, Saturday, March 22nd, $20 at the door. Bring your photo ID from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. at the Princeton Club here in Columbus, Ohio. It's a first floor takeover. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. I don't know what a first floor takeover is. Well, I guess they used to be in the VIP room up on the second floor. Right. Now they're in the first floor. I guess they're expanding. Yeah. Oh, cool. Very cool. cool. So into our topic, just like that. um, That was pretty fast. (laughs) That was pretty fast. That's good, I guess. Well, people need to. Well, people need to rate us and at give us other shit to talk about. At eroticawakening.com. Oh. <laughs> I segued. I still nice. surprise you on that. It's been four years. <laughs> they could use the comment form at Erotic Awakening to uh, connect to our Facebook or our FetLife account as well. Or call us on the voicemail at 614-414-2072. And if you want your voicemail to be played, just let us know we have permission. And you can hear your voice on the Erotic Awakening podcast. So recently I've been all about this Reddit thing. And Mm -hmm. I posted to uh, one of the communities on Reddit. And and that's the fault of one of our listeners uh, who introduced me to Sounds Gone Wild, which is a subreddit for erotic sounds. Oh, okay, cool. And that led me to Girls Gone sounds Wild. Sounds as in... Audible. Sound, audible. Okay, well, I was thinking sounds as in the rod no, you're sticking the penises. No, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, and that led me to other... So one of the reddits that I posted to, I posted, hey, if you're in a power exchange relationship, how do you do your poly? Right. And got a bunch of interesting responses and posted that to FetLife as well. And what I found is that nobody does it the same way. Mm-hmm. So later we're going to have uh, Lucy the Slut ta- tell us about how her and her master do it. But don't take that to mean it's the right way. And actually, we, you and I disagreed with her on occasion. Oh, right. we don't do it that way. Right. And right. not to say we disagreed, but the understanding is you have to find your own path. But certainly we have a lot of experience that we can share to get you started. Exactly. So, And um, we actually do share it in some of our workshops. I mean, we're going to be um, doing seven poly tools and, you know, and things like that. We, we've got a lot of events coming up. But I can specifically remember in St. Louis a couple of years ago where we did a workshop on power exchange and poly. And it was more on poly, but we are power exchange. So, you know, it kind of mixes sometimes. And I can remember getting the... Um, the uh, the surveys after the class, mm-hmm. the comment forms after the class, and there was a few people that mentioned that they don't do MS and poly that way, right. you know. So how we do it is a little more um, lenient than how they did it. They were like told who to date and who they couldn't date, and mm-hmm. it was all about the mistress being poly and the submissive male for this one comment form, and the submissive male just helping out with that. He he wasn't allowed to have other partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ours is a more lenient than that. We're both allowed to have. And when you listen to um, Lucy the Slut, hers is even more lenient. Right. If that's the right word. So, but, um, so it's kind of neat how people do it. 
And it's, I, I get stuck with the word lenient. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to, to explore that a little bit. I mean, for us. Less structured, maybe. Structured different. Differently. Oh, jeez. You know, I'm going to yeah, lean towards. English. Yeah. So, um, because the way we do things is, for example, for you and I, if you wanted to start a new relationship, then our power exchange relationship comes first. Mm-hmm. But all that means is you have to get my permission for each major step along the way. If you want to date somebody, I and you know people talk about how much they hate veto power in poly relationships, and I dig and I understand that. But I happen to have veto power over anybody that you want to start a relationship with. Right. That's the aspect of the power exchange, because for us, our foundation of our relationship would be power exchange with poly probably being a very close second. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have, as your master, I have responsibility and authority to veto any relationship getting started. Right. Now, so with the... Do we have a nickname for the current Bowie friend, no. fellow kind of thing? See, we could call him D, but you're a D and I'm D. We could call him DW, but you're a DW and I'm a DW. So I'm not really sure... Okay. No. New guy. New guy. Well, new guy, you <laughs> need a nickname. A... <laughs> he doesn't listen to the podcast anyway, so he won't no. be offended. But your new guy, mm-hmm. my um, engagement from a permission perspective is simply, can I go date him? Yes. Can I go see him some more? Yes. Um, but from there, I understand that my I have no authority over your emotions. Right. Right. So you're going to create whatever a relationship you would create with him on your own. And also from a health perspective, from a growth perspective, I can't, I have to be very careful how much I push and try and control, mm-hmm. right? It needs to blossom normally, naturally. True, true. So it needs to be a little organic and um, just because of the dynamic of this one. And But I have asked you permission if, like there was a big snowstorm. Mm-hmm. That happened because he's he's a little long distance. It's not that far of a drive. It's not huge like some people have long distance. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a, I can go visit for lunch. It just takes a little bit of planning. But um, there was a big snowstorm coming up when I was going to go visit for the evening, and um, so I asked permission if I could stay over. And you know, so so I asked permission for those type of things. And maybe normal poly people do that as well. But in ours, you have the veto power. You can right. easily say no. Um, you actually have veto power to stop this whole relationship anytime you want. I don't see you using that unless you absolutely saw me like being harmed. And here's, I, I agree, and there's the difference yeah. between perhaps a more peer power exchange relationship in that I do have that authority. Mm-hmm. And this is part of the, for us the responsibility of being a master slave relationship. I, if I see that that relationship is unhealthy, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to right. just go tell you to stop seeing this person. Right. Um, now, would I do that? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it really, currently, obviously, we haven't let things get this far. If I, the, I did not already respect the person and respect who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine a situation. But you never know. Six months down the road, we might find out he's dealing coke. Right. In which case, I would, I said, I would not care how much love or passion you have involved in that, you're putting yourself in direct, clear jeopardy. Mm-hmm. You will stop. Right. You know? Right. Um, and, and I kind of like that you have that power as my master. Now, one of the relationships I saw on the poly board was uh, there's a, the fellow said his wife and him were poly. His wife has started to date married men, mm-hmm. cheating on mm. the married men's spouses. And he's uncomfortable with that. And golly, he wishes that didn't happen. I could see you drawing the line. Right. And, with and, that. And, and yeah. If you are in a power exchange relationship, as a, if you're leading a power exchange relationship, you have the responsibility of drawing a line. It, but, but even in a non-power exchange relationship on, on an aside, you have the responsibility to yourself to say this is tolerable, acceptable behavior and this is not. The difference being... In a power exchange relationship, you tell your partner stop. In a non-power exchange relationship, you ask your partner to stop. And if they don't, then you have to make a choice. Right. Right. So, so makes sense. And, you know, and with our power exchange relationship, I know we're talking about me having the new boyfriend. But, um, you know, you've got Karen. Mm-hmm. You've had other girlfriends. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we date people together, you know, things like that. And it's kind of neat. And people may not agree with it that do not understand power exchange. But you have a veto on me. You have a hardcore veto, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I would be able to have voice and discuss it with you. But you've still got the final say and the final right. veto. I do not have that with you. I have voice and I can say, mm, you know, if, if I have uh, something to bring up. But I don't have that same veto on you. Used to, and it didn't work for us. It didn't, it just, it just didn't work. Well, you vetoed a one of, girl. Right? Um, Did I? Yes, the, the crazy one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you and Amber, you and I don't um, know. Th- yeah, I don't know that I said veto. You said, hey, what do you think about it? And we both answered at the same time. No. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a veto. You still, well, you still could have gone ahead. <laughs> uh, but that was pre-relationship, so that may not have. Right, right. Uh, interestingly, so... And here's one of the interesting wrinkles that we have in our relationship structure is Bat came to us as a slave. Right. And before we, before she was willing to accept that language, we had different language, but she came as a slave and she is our slave. She's my slave. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting to see where the polyamory perspective of it has grown after the fact. Mm-hmm. And it's challenging from the outside to say, well, that is a, you know, whether that's a polyamorous relationship or not. So, for example, we didn't do anything with Bat on Valentine's Day. Right. We just acknowledged it in a different way. It's not a emotion based relationship, it's, it's not a, a power exchange based relationship. It's not a romantic based relationship. I well, would say there's still some emotions there. We just had this interesting conversation with um, Ken. Ray Stubbs, yes, the person from Sexual Shaman, mm-hmm. and he, I think, would say there is not a romantic relationship because there is no sexual connection. Yeah, there is no romantic relationship. That's what I was saying. I don't know that I agree with that. Oh, and, okay, okay. And uh, Mr. Stubbs, in that romantic, to me, is an emotional state. Okay, that's based on love. Now, we do not have, and for the, and you can't say we don't have a physical relationship, right? Right. We don't have a penis and vagina relationship, but certainly when I physically interact with Bat, it has great impact on us both. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's, it's a power exchange foundationed relationship. Right. Polly's coming along for the drive, and, and Polly gets, a, it gets sometimes a much, I think, to Bat's chagrin. And maybe not. Polly gets the back seat. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes down to uh, making decisions and stuff, right? Right. So, for example, if we were going to Kinky College, the power exchange aspect of it would come first, mm-hmm. and then the polyamory aspect comes far second. Where when we have a relationship with other slaves, that was a more romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Polly gets a closer. You know, it might. Well, we should take this person to help cultivate the relationship in a romantic structure thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. So there's another aspect of that power exchange polyamory combination. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just giving just, you space if you want to. Are you giving me space now? Because no, I'm quite I'm the still, rambler today. Okay, I, I'm good with the rambling. I we had an interview, like you said, with uh, Kenneth Ray Stubbs earlier, and. Lord knows I did some talking. <laughs> and you and I, so you and I both have non-power exchange, peer-based relationships. Yes. And although you and new guy might be some form of dom-sub, mm-hmm. I don't know how, that, that's such a wildly weird terminology at this point. Who knows what it means <laughs> to anybody. But it's certainly not, a, it's certainly more of a peer relationship than a, I mean, it's, he can't say, new guy can't say to you, we're going to go have chicken sandwiches tonight. And you not have the opportunity to say, you know right. what, I had chicken sandwiches for lunch. Let's go have snake sandwiches instead. Right. He wouldn't get a yes, sir. Right. Whereas with you, you would get a yes, sir. Right. And he's very clear, even though he has a dominant personality and he's got background in dominance and, you know, and stuff like that, that um, he's very clear that he likes me to call him by his name. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be a sir. Right. You know, if it slips out, he knows that's my background, but that is certainly not his preference. And he would remind me that, you know, just to use his name. But um, he's also a sadist. So <laughs> we've got a little mixture there yes. going on that's kind of kind of uh, unla- un- unlabeled. So we're not exactly sure what it is. But it's definitely more of a peer. Um, 
though, like I said, he's he's definitely. Um, I've I've taken him to a party before, and and he doesn't bat an eye, so mm-hmm. he's he's good in that department. Um, not vanilla based for the most part, but still pure. So it's yeah. it's, it's really it's really weird. Um, I definitely have a voice. Can definitely say no. But um, he understands our power exchange relationship and understands that just like he puts his marriage first, right? I put my power exchange first, right? And we understand that. We've talked about that with each other. We know that's how it goes. So, and uh, Bat, who has an external relationship, mm-hmm. her external relationship also understands that her obedience to me right. comes before that relationship mm-hmm. which can be and again that that's challenging for some people from especially from the classical from a polyamory perspective it's like well you can't have one relationship have so much power over another relationship but in a power exchange situation it's exactly the way it is right exactly so you know i know it's different for everybody and like i said this one couple that was at our um st louis one you know even the way we do it, even though you have the stopping word and we have power exchange and, you know, I put our power exchange first and relationship first and things like that, to them, that was still more lenient than they had ever been involved in. Right. You know, that their um, mistress very much micromanaged their poly relationship. You know, they weren't even allowed to have, the slave was not even allowed to have outside relationships. Yeah. And we've come across that before. Where the dominant is is allowed to be poly mm-hmm. and the slaves oh, are not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the uh, presenters at a recent event that we went to, it was far more a um, sister wives situation where the, the right. dom um, had whatever, nine other female submissives, but mm-hmm. they were not allowed to have external relationships. Right, right. And um, I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> and I said, if that works for you guys, great. Right, you know? right. Because you get you get thoughts automatically. You create stories and stuff like this. But I'm, uh, I'm reading a wonderful part of my uh, Stephen Helbrin. I'm saying the name wrong. Book right now about uh-huh. judgment. Now it's just a waste of time. But it doesn't right. mean that we don't do it. Right. But uh, and and I do have some judgment around that style of relationship where you have a a single polyamorous person and everybody that they interact with has to be monogamous with him uh, oh oh well if the girls want to play together it's fine as long as I'm there to watch sort of thing right works for this person um, and but, obviously works for the girls yeah. or they wouldn't be there yeah and, and because they are going and I will give them that they're going to events they're realizing mm-hmm. there's other ways to do it so it's not like that they're, they're under the impression it's the only way that works or but and if it works for them great and that's where the judgment ends, right? If it works for them, then why do you have a problem with it? Right, right. So have to let it be. But um... so, so the other relationship that we have, uh, I have a relationship with Karen, right? Mm-hmm. And that's clearly that that's another. And obviously, we've talked about that on the podcast before. How we produce between the three of us, we produce a polyamory event, which, by the way, worked much better than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. There's very little conflict. I and don't think we could have done it a couple of years ago, though. No, I, I agree it's part with you. Of the, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Because as the non-polyamor or non-power exchange person, Karen and, and new guy, they have to be able to perceive our relationship and the way that it interacts. Right. right. And they still continue to have... There's challenges that come up where if Karen... You know, if I say, Karen, can you go get me a drink of water? And she says, no... Because my legs are in better shape, or your legs are in better shape than mine. So when you go get your water, bring me a glass of water. Mm-hmm. And she may say it from a, a humorous perspective, but the people that are in power exchange relationships to me don't find that that grates on their nerves. Yeah. What, regardless of what her intent is, right? Mm-hmm. It grates on their nerves. Um, so that's one of the things that she's got to recognize that there's ways to interact in a, in a way that keep continues her harmony. Not only from a polyamory perspective, but also that respects the power exchange, right? And I don't think that she's perfect at it yet. <laughs> Clearly not. But that's a relationship that is also impacts our power exchange relationship because all really, I do believe for that part, all relationships impact all relationships, yeah. whether you want them to or not. Um, and then she has external relationships as well. So quite the spider web of relationships. It is. It is. So because my new guy is married. He's got someone else that he's kind of seeing. 
she's got a couple of relationships. I mean, it's just spider webs out. <laughs> it's so interesting. And it's it's just yet we're the only we're the only power exchange ones in the whole spider web. Um yeah, I think that Karen's Pittsburgh relationship is in a no, I guess not. I, I was going to say in kind of a DS relationship, but I'm, I am With incorrect. somebody else, not Karen. With someone else, yes. <laughs> Although it'd be fun to see somebody in a DS relationship with Karen and just to watch the fur fly. Um, so that's quite, you know, there's, so the, I think they're really, right? So what is the, the this is a listener-related topic. Why don't you guys talk mm-hmm. about it and how's the right way to do it? Well, there's no right way to do it. And the interesting thing, I'll tell you, here's, so here's some of the wrong things you can do. Well, and I, I know you already know what I'm going to think about, right? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm sitting here going, ooh, uh-oh, which There was one? a point where you and I were newer <laughs> in polyamory. And for me, one of the challenges is I find the consent to be a, mile, a key aspect of polyamory, right? Yes. That we are both consenting to the fact that our relationships have other relationships or that each other have other relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a point where I... I put a kibosh on the power exchange of our relationship so that we could be more focused on so that you could show so that kibosh I could see means put the brakes on <laughs> yeah um or muted i would muted, say is a better yes, way to say yes. it so so that you would not so that there would be no illusion that the only reason that i was in a polyamorous relationship and you were you were allowing it because you were or tolerating it because of my slave mm-hmm. you know i wanted to make sure that we ascertained that you were um, really on board with it. Really as a on person. board with polyamory because polyamory can be a very difficult relationship structure, right? You could, as ideally, you can say yes, I am a very pro polyamory, even in my, you know, and I want my my the people I love to experience love with other people. Mm-hmm. But from an emotional perspective, it can be very challenging when that comes up. Oh, absolutely, yes. So one of the things we don't recommend is to mute the po- the power exchange. Because that's just part of the foundation of our relationship. It doesn't do any good to rock that part of it. Right. And actually, it it helps give us our structure and our foundation, like you said. The power exchange does. And by muting it, I I lost my structure and I lost my the thing that empowered me. So it it was really... But we didn't know that. Right. You know, and we tried it and and it kind of made sense to to make that decision when it was made. But um, hindsight was like, you know, maybe if we'd have stayed with the more hardcore power exchange, I would have felt more secure. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. Safe, secure, something Mm -hmm. like that. So like I said, hindsight, we're not sure how that would have gone. All we know is that it was a tough, bumpy road there for a little while trying to get it all to blend. And um, but so far we've made it out on the other side, and now new guy is in, and because of all the stuff that we've been through before, I mean, new guy for me, this is really new experience. Yeah, you know, I'm not looking for another master. I've tried vanilla boyfriend a little while ago, and that really didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that it worked for either one of us. So we gave it a really good try. Mm-hmm. So now I've got somebody that's kind of in the middle. He respects my master. But he's a sadist, so that's fun. So he's not vanilla. But so his communication style is actually different because it's between the two. Okay. So it's something to get to learn. So it's kind of neat. So this is very new for me. We'll see where it goes. It's interesting that uh, one of the things we came away from at uh, Winter Wickedness, mm-hmm. we did the poly lunch with the normal poly lunch group that always does it every six months, but Cutting Minx had it can be part of that. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the poly dictionary. Right. So not only is there a power exchange dictionary, but there's a poly dictionary as well. Mm-hmm. So making sure that everybody is aligned and understands, you know, the different um, terminology there. Right. can be very interesting. It can be very interesting. And, you know, uh, a new guy sometimes will ask me when we go to try something new or take another step or something like that. He's like, so what do you usually do at this point? And I'm like... I don't know. I've never been here before. Right, right. <laughs> Let's see what happens. And, Wait a and, minute. Am I supposed to ask Master anything? Uh, okay, I need to ask him this piece, and then this piece is okay. So I even have to know where, what, I have to be very aware of what pieces you want me yeah. to ask permission on, and what's kind of okay. Because one of the, the things that we've established is that I am not New Guy's Master. Right. I have no authority over him, with the exception, but I do... Uh, 
we co-expect some level of respect from each other because mm-hmm. we're in a relationship with the same person, right? Mm-hmm. So he's never got to ask. He's never got to ask me permission to take you out on a date, right? The expectation is that if there's something that needs to be communicated with me, that's your job, right? To be aware of that. Um, so that's simple as. That's our, yeah, that's our yeah. communication. So uh, Lucy the Slut had some wonderful feedback she and does. Uh, engagement as well. They do things uh, somewhat similar to what we do, somewhat different. Somewhat different, yeah. And it seems to work for them. Absolutely. Never had a microphone in my crotch before. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help, it looks like a probe. Let's see, this is why I always start the recording now. <laughs> Exactly. So cool. I'm sorry. So here we are sitting with Lucy the Slut. We're going to talk about uh, power exchange and polyamory. Ooh. And uh, I had posted something somewhere for people's takes on it. So Lucy, first off, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Dan. It's good to be here. Hi, Dawn. Hi. <laughs> and, uh, and if there's any noises in the background, that thing that we talk about at the end of the podcast, The Room... The Monkey Puzzle Club, they're back there setting things up and preparing for some central boot blacking or some such. I know. (laughs) But we'll stay in here and talk for a little bit. For a little bit anyway. So, um, your response to, well, tell me what your view on where power exchange and polyamory come together. Um, Well, I'll start out by saying that the way that my master and I do our, our polyamory and our 24 power exchange is very unique to us. We're not in any way saying this is the way that it should be done, but... Through a lot of negotiation, we decided um, this is how we wanted to try it, mm-hmm. and we've been experimenting, and we make tweaks as we go along. But so basically, to give some background, um, I'm in a 24/7 power exchange relationship. I am the slave to a master. I've been collared. Uh, April will be a year okay. nice. that I've been collared. Yeah, I'm really. It's kind of cool. Um, and the collaring took place after about nine months of negotiation. Okay. We did start out in a polyamorous relationship prior to the power exchange occurring. Um, I had another partner at the time that my master and I started dating. He had a couple of other partners, and so I kind of came into his situation, and he into mine as sort of secondaries, but we don't really use hierarchical language. Okay. Um, eventually, we began to negotiate a power exchange, and um, through life circumstances changing, there was a while where he and I were kind of each other's only partners. Okay. Um, we didn't have any others, and mm-hmm. that was probably the case for about six months. Okay. And we spent a lot of time. Uh, we spent a lot of time doing research about the way that we saw. Well, we saw the way polyamory was being uh, engaged in with friends of ours and people we were close to, and, and other versions of non-monogamy. Um, we did a lot of reading. Uh, we're we're big students of uh, Franklin Vo, More Than Two dot com, and mm-hmm. uh, Cunning Minx and Lusty Guy on Poly Weekly. And there were things that they both of those separate individuals kept coming back to about um, other relationships outside of the primary or life partner relationship being autonomous and having the room to grow and develop kind of as they will without there being a whole lot of outside influence, without there being a lot of structure and rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of philosophy on, on the nature of rules and how they can positively and negatively affect relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, my master and I both came from previous relationships of the non-monogamous nature where, um, especially myself, and I won't speak for him too much, but we had partners that wanted a little bit more control over our other relationships that had some, um, specifically for me, had some really negative effects on the relationships I was in. Um, I was in a previous power exchange situation. There wasn't a collar or anything, but um, kind of a dominant, submissive situation. Mm-hmm. And um, and that dominant would attempt to use my other relationships sort of as punishment. If I had committed some sort of wrongdoing, then I was grounded from a date. Or, you know, I, I failed to get a chore done. I wasn't allowed to have sexual relationships with my other partner mm-hmm. at the time. Um, which, while in the course of that dominant-submissive relationship, could be really hot for he and I. Right. It ended up having a really negative effect on my other relationships, where my other partner did not feel like they had a voice, they didn't feel like our relationship had value, Mm -hmm. and almost that it had become sort of um, an accessory to this power exchange that they had not negotiated to participate in. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm coming up with the word toy. 
Kind of. Toy instead of a relationship. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. And I, Accessory. I was, yeah. I was very new to poly and very new to non-monogamy and very new to power exchange at the time. And I, and I hadn't yet learned the language to negotiate and understand like, this doesn't feel right. And my other partner is really happy and oh, they've broken up with me and this isn't working. Um, and that relationship with that dominant ended for various reasons, partially due to some issues of power exchange and how we, um, differences in how we wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. So when my master and I got together, um, again, we wanted it to be very clear that if we were to develop outside partnerships with people, that the communication between he and I always remained open. We discuss everything. Mm -hmm. We negotiate everything. We agree on a course of action before taking it. But that once a relationship has been established outside of the two of us, that that relationship is allowed to breathe and grow and flourish, if it will, or kind of wither and, and pass on, if it will. So does he have, uh, as a master, does he have veto power? I was going to ask the same question. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we first began negotiating our power exchange, there were several areas that we decided um, he would not have power over me. Okay. Um, and those areas are my financial situation, my ability to support myself, my mm -hmm. ability to manage my own finances at this point because we are not married. We do not share any kind of legal uh, entanglement in that way. And so um, my education, if I chose to go back to school mm -hmm. or not go back to school, my job, and our outside polyamorous relationships. And okay. so he does not currently have veto power over other relationships that I engage in. Equally so, as his partner, I do not have veto power in any sort of relationship that he would be engaging in. Okay. Um, we felt like that provided something really scary for our other partners to walk into a relationship knowing that the rug could be swept out from under us with not or swept out from under them rather without any real notice and right. that's not something we wanted we wanted to create relationships that felt secure for everybody involved where everyone felt they had an equal voice mm -hmm. now are you finding that the the people that you're finding assuming you're dating again at this point mm -hmm. um are you finding that they understand your power exchange relationship though uh, that can be a little difficult for some. So uh, currently, um, he and I both have one additional partner outside of our core relationship. Um, he's been seeing somebody that is within the lifestyle and has her own power exchange situation with her life partner, although I'm not sure the labels that they use. Okay. Um, and so she is aware and she understands the 24-7 power exchange that my master and I have, but she also understands that their relationship is independent. She is not my master's submissive or slave in any way. Um, Actually, I get really like funny feelings in myself <laughs> when I think about him taking on another slaver submissive. Uh, that's kind of a scary thought that he might have more than one at some point, um, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> um, my other partner I've been seeing uh, off and on since about April of last year, and they are not in the lifestyle, but they're yeah. certainly aware of alternative sexualities yeah. and alternative uh, lifestyles. Um, we have a lot of ongoing conversations about what 24-7 power exchange means, and he often has questions about how does this work and how does that work, um, but always with the understanding that my relationship with him is independent, and um, you know, once I kind of got, got the blessing of my partner rather than my master mm -hmm. to pursue this other relationship, that that, that relationship really is autonomous and its own separate entity. Okay. And one of the things that you said earlier, which I thought was pretty interesting, is that in the polyamory community right now, there's a, a significant number of people that are, or there are some people that are very anti-rule. There should be no rules. There should just be respect and courtesy, but no actual agreements or rules per se. Mm -hmm. Power exchange, on the other hand, is really based in Rules. It's pretty rule based. This is the way it is. This is what you'll do. Here's yeah. what I expect. And if you do not do what I expect, here's what you can. Here's the response you're going to get. Yes. So how do you manage that? Um, what would appear to be a conflict? The dichotomy of yes. those two very separate yes. things. Um, I will. I, I want to step back to um, equating rules and agreements. And and my master and I believe that those are actually really different things. The mm -hmm. rule is, and I cannot remember, I'm going to misattribute this, it was either Lusty Guy or it was Franklin Vaux who kind of says rules are sort of giving someone pre-permission to punish you. And if you fear punishment, it makes it really hard sometimes to be forthcoming and honest. Okay. So, for instance, let's say there is a rule that's been broken. Mm -hmm. um, and you know that it's a rule. And rules mean punishment. 
I might be less forthcoming to tell you I messed up and I and I, I made this mistake across this boundary. I you know I didn't call when I was supposed to or I right. any number of things. Um, whereas if if two people discuss, negotiate, and agree upon a certain course of behavior, it doesn't carry the weight of the rule and the right. punishment being right. broken. So that aside, um, <laughs> I'm not really sure. Master and I do a very good job of keeping those things separate. We don't actually, first of all, um, and you had posted something more recently, we don't really engage in a punishment-based power exchange to begin with. Mm -hmm. It's very positive reinforcement-based. Um, the extent of the worst punishment is is kind of I'm very disappointed in you, which is really See, that's that's heavy. That's <laughs> heavy. So yeah. Um. So punishment is not a heavy part of our power exchange to begin with. Okay. Um, but as I said, and I'm not, and I think it's mostly due to the fact that we talk constantly about our different relationships and where they are in relationship to each other, to us, um, and all the kind of side relationships that develop. But that it has not come up. Um, there have been a few cases where um, something occurred in my outside relationship that I hadn't really planned for and I had to like kind of go back and say the really difficult words of like, I think I made a mistake. Here's what happened. Here's the choice that I made. Um, what do we do about that now? And, and Master was very, he's very understanding and he's very accepting of the humanness of others and understands that mistakes are going to happen. And so he, he pretty much responded with, I'm really, I'm glad that you told me. I love you. I trust you. This builds my trust that you have shared this with me. Um, and based on the information you had, I agree with the decision you made. And so it's all about discussion. So we kind of, I don't know if we call it compartmentalizing, but we are able to keep Polly kind of in one basket okay. and power exchange in another pretty successfully so far. Mm -hmm. Nice. I'm just sitting here thinking, so, because I'm trying to wrap my brain ab around your style of doing it and our style of doing it, which is some of it overlaps mm -hmm. and some of it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So, question for you as a slave. Okay. If there was a decision to make, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm just trying to wrap my brain around it. I didn't study. So, I know, I know. <laughs> so, if there was a decision that you had to make that was the dichotomy, it was the poly versus the power exchange, uh -huh. which would win. And I know that's a black or white thing without giving a specific example. I have an example. Okay, okay. give me an example. Okay, okay good. So, um, Master says, hey, after you get off work tonight, I want you to come home and make dinner. I've had a really bad day, and you can be there. We'll do Naked Slave Girl. Okay. Okay. And um, he emails you this. Uh -huh. And at the exact same time, the part, or a minute before, the partner emails you and says, hey, I think um, you mentioned earlier you're not doing nothing tonight. Why don't we go out and see the new um, Jackie Chan Jackie Chan movie? <laughs> and you write back, yeah, sounds good. Prior to getting the yep. email from... And then a minute later, Master right, Master. Um, and keep in mind, the way the Master didn't suggest anything. He didn't say, you know what I would like? He said, here's what's going to happen tonight. I want this, this, this. Okay. Um, so there's your dichotomy. <laughs> and go! Okay. Well, A, that's unlikely to happen. My other partner's in another state. So if he were... <laughs> actually, if he were to randomly show up, like, let's go to a movie. I'd be like, he drove, like, four hours. I'm going to go to the movie. <laughs> um, I would probably say to my master, um, I am not questioning your order. I'm providing you with additional information. Mm -hmm. This is what was provided, um, Mr. Smith my other partner, uh, indicated he would like to go to a movie prior to receiving your order. I had agreed. Hey, How your master's you? not that nice. He is. No, he, he is so that nice. Oh, are we, pretending, starts, are we yes. pretending he's not that nice? You start off with this, well, I want to give you additional quiet slave. I gave you command, obey. See who my master or, is? <laughs> and if it's, <laughs> yeah, I have that kind of dick. And if it's a situation, obviously, that my master and my lover are not those people, so there is no way I can answer that, that's fine. Um, my master is not those people. If my master were those people, and that's very unlikely I would be in a power exchange with somebody quite that harsh. Um, what would you advise Dawn to do in that same situation? Because I am that harsh. <laughs> um, I would probably... Um, I don't want to advise Don. Oh my goodness. I would probably go back to Mr. Smith and, and let him know that um, prior plans were made that I wasn't aware of. Can we reschedule? 
um, and see if he's open to that. If he's not open to that, I would probably attempt to provide my master with more information. Okay. Um, well, your master's right here. Let's bring him in. And no, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> so, I'm just wondering how that works, because I'm thinking of my, my past boyfriend and my current boyfriend. Uh -huh. And past boyfriend, even though he was aware and he was kind of okay with it, you know, he, the current one, I'll focus on that one, very much understands because mm -hmm. I've provided him with information up front that even though what we have is special, this still takes precedence. And no one sees my hands moving. So even though my relationship <laughs> with the boyfriend is special, that my power exchange takes precedence and that this is my foundation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so it's kind of curious to me how other people do it because I, I don't see this changing with me mm -hmm. and don't know that I want it to. Um, I think so. in our situation, because my master and I, um, we're not only in a power exchange, we're also domestic partners. Mm -hmm. you know, we have, we live together, and so we share some certain domestic responsibilities. And I think um, partners that I that I take on as partners, not casual play partners or some, someone I'm just kind of dating to see, but somebody that I'm partnered with, I think understands going into that, that, um, that this domestic partnership and this life partnership with my master um, not always, but often is going to take the priority, okay. and, right. and planning there kind of comes first, and then other things need to be scheduled around that to some degree, mm -hmm. um, making sure that there is time that is dedicated simply for that other partner. So do you tell a new person up front that you're in a power exchange relationship and yada yada? How up front? Define up front. <laughs> Second date. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. First date, I would probably uh, mm -hmm. test the waters with, so I'm in this kind of alternative lifestyle thing. <laughs> All right. Um, potentially, if I'm really grasping at straws, have you read that book <laughs> that everybody's read? It's kind of like that, only better. You know, I test the waters and let them sure. know, you know, I, I'm engaged in the lifestyle. Most of my dating profiles that are up at this point are pretty, I'm, op I'm out, I'm out to my family, I'm out mm -hmm. publicly, I'm out to friends, so the fact that I live in uh, this kind of a lifestyle isn't really a secret, so mm -hmm. it's something okay. I would discuss probably prior first date through, like, emails or friendly conversation before the official sitting down across the table. They would probably know I'm a little freaky. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, I feel like this has been kind of a hard-hitting interview so far. <laughs> so let's keep going. Okay. Why add power exchange if polyamory was working? Ooh, good one. Okay, I'm going to say... Because we did it the other way around. But you... So you... Did power exchange. We and knew we were poly, up. but we did power exchange first. Built that foundation and then let poly sit on top. Okay. Um, so the answer that my master and I would give, and we've talked about this a lot, is not uh, potentially going to be a really popular answer. But I, so I'm going to caveat it with: <laughs> this is our this for us. This is our truth. Um, okay. When you break down our power exchange to the nuts and bolts, it has no legal standing. It has no precedent within the courts. Mm -hmm. It is for all intents and purposes, for us, a very spiritually and psychologically fulfilling sex game. Mm -hmm. and, and when we look at it in the, in, through those eyes, um, it's really not fair to bring someone else into our sex game without their consent. Um, so the power exchange provides both he and I things that polyamory itself wouldn't. Um, okay. It provides me the ability to learn, I haven't mastered it yet, that's the way I say, to learn how to surrender because I, um, I'm pretty dominant in my daily life. Mm -hmm. I have a very mouthy per personality. I'm the mouthiest slave nope. <laughs> there might be without being a brat. And so um, there are things that I'm gaining from the power exchange about learning humility and learning surrender and learning um, and getting sexual and emotional fulfillment through service to him um, that the things that I enjoy doing for him that bring me fulfillment might freak out the vanilla boyfriend. Sure. Might not, but it might. Um, and, and it's a language that my master and I can speak to each other that we understand and it's fulfilling for us. Mm -hmm. Much in the same way that two partners may be tennis partners, and because that's fulfilling physically and spiritually. Um, this is just another way that we communicate and bond with each other. Good. And it's fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Okay. If people are listening to this and say, well, shit, that's what I want. I want some of that. Uh, how do I learn more? How can I reach out to Lucy to get more information about, or maybe some help and feedback? Okay. 
Um, shameless self-promotion time. Exactly. Um, you can find me on FetLife. I am Lucy the Slut on FetLife. And for those theater files out there, it is an Avenue Q reference. Um, Avenue Q. I've seen Avenue Q. Yes. Now I'm going exactly. to be thinking. I've never oh, picked that yeah. up before. Oh. Yes. yes, I'm Lucy the Slut. You can follow me on Twitter at Miss Lucy the Slut, M-I-S-S, Lucy the Slut. Um, you can come see me. I'm going to promote a little bit since you're giving me a second. Sure, absolutely. Um, I will be teaching, uh, I will de be debuting a class at Fetish Foreplay Friday at the Princeton on March 14th. I will be teaching the first ever Fat Bottom Girls Tips to Being a Queen Size Rope Slut. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. I will also be teaching at the Mind Body Spirit event in Muncie, Indiana. Um, on self-care in the scene. I'm we'll sure we'll that'll be there. Yep, and I'm yep. sure that because I want to see your class, it'll be directly close from us. When's Princeton? Uh, March 14th, the awesome. next Fetish Foreplay Friday. Um, and that class, Fat Bottom Girls, uh, came out of a group that I own on FetLife, and it's for anybody that is different bodied that has looked at rope suspension and gone, man, if only I were blank, I could do that. If only I were thinner, if only I were taller, if only I were more athletic, and have really, um, people have kind of imposed these limits upon themselves about who can and can't do rope suspension. And, and I'm a pretty big voluptuous girl. I'm actually, I'm gonna weigh myself at the beginning of the class and get oh, that neat. number out so that everybody knows this is how big I am. Watch what you can do Very in cool. rope. And so I'm gonna give safety tips and conditioning tips and just tips with how to become spiritually and psychologically comfortable in the rope so that suspension can really be possible for anybody. That, that sounds like a fantastic class. I, I really like that excited. idea actually, so we'll have to interview her on that too because sometimes, I mean, I have not done suspension yet. I remember, I've heard you say yeah, that. Yeah, so because of that whole thing of, of being the big girl. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a whole big story behind that I'll be happy to tell you guys another time. <laughs> That's going to be wonderful. How this came about. So. Okay. There's uh, no point in continuing this interview at this point because the internet is for porn. It's stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lucy, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having Thanks. me. <laughs> now, what if a random master who happened to have a podcast told you to come over and play Naked Slave Girl? Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday. Come celebrate body positivity on March 14th during Fat Bottom Girls. Tips for being a queen-size rope slut. Taught by Lucy the Slut and the Monkey King of Columbus, Ohio. Located at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio, Fetish Foreplay Friday provides new and engaging kink classes followed by a BDSM-themed play party. Come out and experience this laid-back erratic event. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with party immediately following me. You can also catch the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show at Circus Bar in Columbus, Ohio at February 28th. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets at Circus Bar for those not hearing impaired. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets, yes, Circus Bar. <laughs> Circus Bar! The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at the Room at the Columbus Insight Center for cutting-edge kink classes beginning at 8 p.m., immediately followed by hands-on guided practice sessions with members of the G G with members of the Guilty Pleasure and Monkey... <laughs> Shame I can't do Elmer Fudd. <laughs> members of the Guilty Pleasure... Oh, it wouldn't be Elmer Fudd, would it? How did he... Porky Pig. No, Porky Pig. Uh, members of the Guilty Pleasures just get there every Wednesday. Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH. Or search for the Monkey Puzzle Club and look for our Curious Monkey logo. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Dan. Bye, 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 Dawn. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs>